Okay, Koei Army, we are back and reloaded with new Manscaped clobber to talk about. Hopefully, you've already got yourself some Manscaped gear and levelled up your sack shaving, but things are about to get better still, just like Ipswich Town next season. Manscaped have just launched their new lawnmower 4.0 right across Europe, and let me tell you, right now, it's an upgrade. Think Joe Piggott coming in for Ollie Hawkins. Next level, baby! I've tried it and can honestly say it's a big improvement. All the stuff you loved about 3.0 is still there, but there's new features added. You can now engage a travel lock because, let's face it, no one wants to be pulled over by airport security with a vibrating suitcase. At least with Manscaped, though, your boys in Gooch would be spotless for that strip search. There's also additional guard lengths so you can build up to going full chaplow. It's not for everyone, after all, as Big Stewie Watson found out. There's also a new wireless charging system which uses electromagnetic induction. I have no idea what that means, but I like it. Not quite as sexy as a midfield three of Lee Evans, Rakeem Harper and Scott Fraser, but we're getting there. So get involved, Koei Army. If you've been putting off joining the Manscaped revolution, now is the time. Get yourself a new lawnmower 4.0 with 20% off and free delivery by using the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off everything and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Make your nuts, look the nuts, and now on with the podcast. Hello friends and welcome to Monday's Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast light. This is going to be a shorter show today just to uh, wrap up the pre-season, look back at Millwall and then we're going to bring you the big season preview extravaganza later on this week. The big porker will be with us. We don't know if she's going to be joining us yet from Cornwall, but it's going to be a big show. You don't want to miss it. I am Mark Heath, your host as ever. With me, Andy and Ross. I'm not going to bother with intros today, boys, because this is KOA light. Ipswich Town finished their pre-season campaign at home, Hutchie, on Saturday against Championship Millwall. And they were well beaten, 3-0. Um, your thoughts, please. First thoughts, KOA light. We try, we try to keep these light. They're never less than 45 minutes. So let's see, uh, let's see we'll what see. happens today. Yeah. Um, yeah, well beaten by Millwall. Um, you've got to remember they're a championship team. that You, you don't get a more solid championship team than than Gary Rowett's Millwall similar to Mick McCarthy's Ipswich in in many ways so uh, real real quality of opposition here who who played their strongest side from from the vast majority of it but yeah Ipswich were Ipswich were well beaten the goals watching them back don't look great um but I'm going to get into it all but it's only it's only a pre-season game so there's no no reason to panic but um but plenty of areas of concern have been have been highlighted. I would say, Rossi, your your general thoughts on the game before we get a bit further into things that we learn. As it's light, I echo what um, Andy says. Let's move on. No, um, the thing we lost six 0 against Charlton under Mick McCarthy. A couple, I think, it was his last last mm. preseason probably, and we went on to have a really good start to the season. Of course, we, he still had pretty much the most of his squad, so that was just one of those things. But um, as as you know, Andy said it's it's only pre season. It's all about fitness. Millwall are a pretty good side. Also, you got Barton goal, which was great to see. Very much envious of his uh, his beard. I'm sure that's grown and it's he's more he trims it more. Here, Mark Ashton, I need to yeah, I need to improve this because this is a bit of a well. Yeah, bit... To be fair, Bart's beard is 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 kind of more you than than Mark Ashton. Bart is kind of a, a, a more kind of mature. Um, version of your beard, isn't it? 
I mean, yeah, he's like your kind of older, bigger, cooler brother, really, with that beard, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. Barty. Um, uh, Hutchie, you said before the game when we did this pod last week that we were going to learn things against Millwall, looking forward to the season, the lineup, etc. What what do you take away in terms of learning from the game? Can we can we take anything away from the lineup, do you think? Not hugely. Um I didn't learn well, we didn't learn what I thought we might learn from this from this lineup. Uh, Paul Cook kind of dropped a, a hint post match where he he kind of said there's probably players that haven't played in this game that are going to start next weekend. And then he, he very quickly kind of corrected himself. Probably, maybe, uh, I don't know, but I think it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear to me that, that George Edmondson and Scott Fraser, if they get over little knocks, and I believe they are little knocks that, that kept them out of this game. I think they are, I think they're likely to start next weekend, which, which in Edmondson's case means he'll be starting on the opening day without a single kind of preseason game in an Ipswich shirt. And, and Fraser, um, he's kind of the great the great mystery for me because I want to see him as a number ten. We haven't <laughs> seen him as a num- we haven't seen him as a number ten yet. So whether he comes in and, and plays that role on the opening day, I don't know. But in, in terms of in terms of the the kind of the side and the starting eleven, I, I don't think we necessarily saw uh, the kind of full dress rehearsal that we maybe thought we would. Hmm. Can we just clear something up on the on the number ten position and and, and roles? Because obviously, a lot of people listening to this pod would have been lucky enough to go to the games, but many more are further afield and won't have seen any of the games with the, with the lineup as it was on Saturday. You, so you've got Piggott up front and Bon. Who's who is playing? What role there? Because they're, they're not two. It's not like a four four two, is it? It's so it, it, is it, who's in the number ten, as it were there. Depends. Um, it's, <laughs> it, in many in many ways, if you look at it, it is a four four two. At many at many times, if you look at it, I think nominally you you see that Piggott is maybe the one coming coming deeper to mm. to try and maybe get the ball um, and and lay it off potentially. But I think particularly with Saturday in mind that that is where some of the issues arose for Ipswich because kind of moving the ball. It seems strange to say because Lee Evans and Raheem Harper actually kept the ball really nicely in midfield, particularly Evans at times, but just moving it between them and then getting it forward was the issue. And they 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 lacked a number 10 as such. So mm. it, it, it's been a bit, for me, it's been a bit of the, the puzzle of this preseason, really, because we know that Paul Cook is so keen on 4-2-3-1. On um, we've not really seen it. It ha- I, I guess you could probably say that's what he's played at times, but it, at so many others, it has looked like a four-four-two. Yeah. He has also stressed at other times that there'll be there'll be moments where two strikers are needed on the pitch because teams sit so deep, particularly at Portman Road, hmm. um, to try and avoid conceding. So, so I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a a theory that he's maybe trying to prepare for that. Maybe he's expecting that's what they need early on, particularly with a team like Morecambe coming to Portman Road and then obviously the Newport game and then sort of other less fancied teams coming to Portman Road early on. Maybe, maybe maybe he thinks the best route to getting the job done in these early games is to have those two strikers and he's trying to work out the best combination of those. But um, for me, I think long, long term, Scott Fraser is the man, the man to play in there. So hopefully yeah. he's, he's over his knock and can, um, can get cracking with that. It's fluid. Be like water, my friend, as Bruce Lee once said. Be like water. Um, Roscoe, give me some positives from, from Saturday. The boy Hutchie there, he's talked about Evans and Harper. I know Evans 
Certainly sounds to me like he had a very good game and I've been extremely impressed with him and Harper, actually. Um, what stood out for you on Saturday? I think um, KVY and Wes Burns' partnership, you know, yeah. they're, very, very, they're both very quick. Um, and I think it's always good to have, you know, your, your right winger and your right back, that partnership, you, you like that. And they, they also cover each other as well because Wes Burns can play right back. Um, one, It's not a positive, it's a takeaway. I'm sure Hutchie can sort of, it would be interesting to talk about this. Of course, they wore the away kit on Saturday, which um, was very strange. I think that maybe that's why the game was very flat when the, the players came out. It just felt, I don't know. That was the reason, <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Such an influence. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The fans, I don't know. They must have just well, figured so, so they, they, walk, they walk out wearing the, the boring, dull white kit. The fans have gone. Oh, forget it. <laughs> That's it. Let's go. They're having a laugh today. I'm, I'm off. <laughs> no, it was, just, it was weird though, weren't it? You know, you're at, at home and you're wearing the away kit. Is it because Millwall haven't got an away kit at the moment and they need to just wear their home kit or is it just an agreement? I'd imagine, I don't know. I'd imagine, uh, cyn- I'd imagine cynically it's because they want to try and sell the, the away kit, isn't it? I think that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. uh, it's not uncommon for teams to wear away kits at home in pre-season. I think that's exactly why they're doing it. Um that kit went on general sale, I think, the day before, and they've got oh. a lot, of, and they've got a lot of them in the shop, and they've yeah. they've they've sold a bucket load of home kits. Like, there's every chance they've sold. Like, everyone that's going to buy one has probably got one of those home kits by now. They've they've sold out of loads of the sizes by all accounts. You couldn't get like a sort of sort of medium large adult size in the shop. So uh, why not why can not you... give a, a live advert to the one that you can buy? Can you buy, boys, uh, that absolute sex pink goalkeeper's top in short sleeves, though? Because I'm not, I'm not having a long sleeve goalkeeper's top. Can you get the um, pink one in short sleeves? Do you know, Hutchie? I think it is going to be available. Um, one second. Oh, oh, Hutchie, he's got it, isn't he? Has he got it? He's not got it. He's he, got it. What? How have you? Hold on. No, 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 no. No, hold on. Yes. How have I got it? Yeah. <laughs> How do you reckon? You've stolen it. Yep. Look, come on. <laughs> you can't you can't just whap that bad boy out and not explain where you got it from. I mean, that's not just even found... on gen... it's not even on general sale, is it yet? We just found it. <laughs> come on. T- tell the people how no, you it's, your hands. It's on sale. Is it? And you yeah. bought it. And I bought it, yeah. Just, I like just, it. Ho- just hold it up to people watching on video can see it. They can see it close and in person. Is it as nice in person, Hutchie, as, as it looks? Oh, yeah, that is nice, isn't it? Uh, controversial. I don't think it is as nice as I thought. Oh. But, but I've why still you, got it. Why have you bought it? Because <laughs> I'm I'm a bit of a saddo and I love these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with that? You've got, for those, what again, watching on video and for those listening, just over Hutchie's right-hand shoulder is like a closed rail of, of Ipswich Town shirts through the years. What is that how you're going to store them from now on, Hutchie? Are they going to go in yeah. a frame? Oh, no. No. Um, yeah, I've just got them on this rail. Yeah. Do you, just... do you ever just whack them on, wear them around the house, that sort of nope. stuff? Nope. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <turn around laughs> no. No, very, very rarely. Yeah. Okay. Well, passion. I like it. Yeah. Um, just something I like. I'm, I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Going back to from from the absolute fire of that goalkeeper's kit, back to the uh, the kind of low of the of the defeat on Saturday, Hutchie. What we talked about things that, that were positive, and I don't know if you want to add anything more there. But should we talk about a couple of the negatives as well? You said there were clear areas for for concern after that. Yeah, just 
I think the, the the kind of the lack of being able to smoothly kind of move the ball forward. They, especially in the first half, they they did have a good. They had a good spell kind of towards the end of the first half, where which is actually where Millwall scored their opening goal. They, Ipswich were on top at this point, but a lot of the the best Ipswich moments came from not necessarily Millwall mistakes, but almost winning just winning the ball back high up rather than working the ball in into those areas um which is a a concern and then just if you just look at the goals just far too much far too much space given to Millwall for all, all three of them that the first one's a bit of a, a break forward which they end up working from from left to right and there's two men over on the on the right side I think Kladke could have done a fair bit better actually with that with that first one but he he's been excellent in pre-season so I, Nothing to nothing to overly panic about there. He could have done more for that one before Afobi tapped it in. Millwall dragged them around the pitch for the second one. Um, I don't know how many passes they strung together, but it, it was plenty, and it ended up with a, a centre back like marching forward and um, crossing from the the byline. Jake Cooper always seems to do something against Ipswich. He's a he's a big mountain of a defender, so he gets to the byline and, and pulls it back and. The defense, Ipswich defensive are sitting far too deep. I think it's Enciala that tries to lunge out and cut out Cooper's ball back to a phobie. And it, it, he's so deep that that lunge is, is just, he just can't reach it. And then from the corner for the third one, um, they completely switched off. Um, I think it was Malone that took the corner. Dobro was doing what he was asked to do, which is pressurise the taker and sort of give an angle there. But uh, Wallace is just alone on the edge of the box. Dobra tries to get back. I think it's Matt Penny comes absolutely charging off the post to get to the edge of the box, but um, can't get there and it's lashed, it's lashed in. So um, yeah, um, there are some areas for concern, but it's, you have to remember this is Millwall, a championship side against a, a kind of, to use Mark Ashton's expression again, it's a, an Ipswich league one team that's been an aeroplane being built in flight Um it's pre-season and it's a Millwall team that, as Paul Cook pointed out after the game, of is barely changed from from last season and the season before that, really. So, um, I, I wouldn't be getting too too overly uh, overly panicked by by this. Mm. I definitely uh, wouldn't want to go on a, an aeroplane that's being built in flight, boys. Um, I'm not a big fan of flying anyway, and I definitely don't want to get on a plane that hasn't got wings attached as it takes off. I wouldn't put uh, it past Ryanair. To, to, <laughs> yeah, to do you gotta, that, you got to pay extra if you want a fully built plane. All right, yeah, you buy your own wing. <laughs> buy your own wing. Yeah, so, sort it out. You you work it out. If it's only one ninety nine, what do you expect, Roscoe? Um, what concerns you about Saturday? We talked quite a lot in this preseason about set pieces and failing to pick people up. That seems to be a, a common theme. Was there anything that else that particularly concerned you? Not really, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's just it's pre-season and, you know, you don't want to look into it too much. It's all about fitness. I think it's just, it was concerned when I didn't see Ryan, um, Ryan Fraser. That's the other Scottish guy who oh, played for town. It's going to happen so often. It's going <laughs> to happen. Um, but yeah, Scott Fraser, I was disappointed, you know, to see him not play. And, you know, that's been the worry that he's been playing out on the wing, which is um, not really his position. Um, and I've been nice to see him playing that 10 role for this game. But, you know, as I said, he had, uh, had a bit of a knock. Um but nothing really concerns me. It's good to see Connor Chaplin for the first time, see him in action. He is very tiny, actually. I knew you said he was, but to see him in the flesh, he's he's, he's a little boy. Mm. Um, but no, nothing really to concern me, really. I'm just looking forward to Saturday, and that is when the real stuff happens. Three points on the line, 
And um, yeah, I'll be very concerned if we then lose that game, and then yeah, then the um, the cynics and the the fans who are still very much still a bit worried about things will come out of the out of the closet and go, yeah, told you so. But yeah, yeah wait and see. Saturday is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. We should, of course, like uh, Rossi says there, actually mentioned Connor Chaplin. Um, like the Wild West, wasn't it? There were players coming on that weren't even on the team sheet. What, what was going on yeah. there? Yeah, we're all the biggest culprits of this, but Ipswich left Connor Chaplin off the team sheet and um, nobody knew that he was involved. He came out to warm up, but that's not, you know, that's not hugely uncommon. Players, players who aren't making benches do come out and warm up at times. It's not, it's not like something that never happens. So I didn't think too much of that, but he got 20 minutes at the end off the bench and um, played as the number 10, which is fine. I'm sure that's something he may do going forward, but um, he didn't have too many big moments, let's be honest. There was one where he's kind of scooped a really nice ball through for Vincent Young to have a, a chance that got blocked behind. But other than that, he didn't have um, didn't have too many too many moments on the ball. Okay, any any other notes? One thing I want to talk about, boys, which is uh, not something that happened on the pitch, something that happened in the crowd. Checkbook FC chants. Um, Rossi, you obviously were, were doing the sights and sounds today. You sent me a video. We put it on on socials and it's one of the most watched things we've ever put on social. I think it's on 11,000 views at the moment and a real split in the fan base between those who think it's just a bit of fun and those who think that people who sing it should be jailed. Um, I think it's about 60, 40 on the, the KOA vote in terms of it being an embarrassment, embarrassing cringe fest. Where do you stand on that boys? And it's difficult obviously, because we're not in with the fans as it were, we're, we're there from a, a professional capacity, but Hutchie, you got any views on, on Checkbook FC chance? Can I just say no? Like, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's all right, isn't it? It's not. I think it's not something. Honestly, I don't think there's something that's going to kind of live on forever. I think this is kind of in the moment thing, kind of almost having a laugh about it, isn't it? That's how yeah. I would. Isn't this how, when they were, how they were, I would see it? They were three 0 down, weren't they, at the time as well, Rossi? When when they were, yeah. those chants were going, so yeah. Um, Rossi, any thoughts? I know you, you got some views and, and in the game day, uh, Mark Beck and Mike, who I thought, by the way, may be the best double act since uh, Morecambe and Wise post-game. Uh, Mark wasn't at all happy about West Ham chants uh, from the yeah, crowd. That was that was strange. Yeah, I know we're playing Millwall and that's their rival, but can't I remember that West Ham two years in a row knocked us out in the playoff semis? I was very young then and I was heartbroken and crying to lose those and when I heard forever um, blowing bubbles I thought come on guys what's, what's going on here this is not even no just just no yeah. um but yeah it's just a bit of fun in that checkbook FC I'm sure maybe it maybe it wasn't wise for us to maybe film it and then put it out because maybe no one would have seen it and no one would have cared because I think it wasn't it's was only a bit a small section but I think it's just a bit of fun in it um, that's what you're there that's what you're there for though Rossi to do yeah. sights and yeah, sounds I mean, my take on it, I'm really surprised by the strength of anti-opinion um, because it's just a bit fun, isn't it? Just a bit of fun. It's, it's it's football. It's not life and death. It's fun. It's panto, um, in my opinion. Anyway, obviously, I know a lot of other people very vehemently disagree and would want to probably fight me over that. But there we go. Um, there you go. Checkbook FC, chance. We'll see. We'll monitor that this season, Ross, see what happens. Checkbook FC-wise. Uh, boys, any other notes from the game before we move on? Hutchie? No, not really. Other other than just to say, um, just looking really looking forward to the the proper stuff beginning. I, I don't honestly. I'd, as much as there were some some issues in this one, of course there were. It's not 
doesn't doesn't change how I feel about the team, especially going into the Morecambe game. So um, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not panicking about it. Rossi, any, anything else to mention before we move on? Just you know, the big shout out to to the guys who took part in game day. So Dan, who's part of the fan social, Mark Beck, as you mentioned, good old Mike, um, with a bucket hat. Um, <laughs> of course, Scrumpy Daniel, um, good old Daniel, who um, has done stuff for me in the past, and um, he's a keen listener to our podcast. And also Neil Patton and his uh, and his kids, who um, did a shout out to people in St Ives. So um, thanks for taking part and. Anyone who's listening that game at Morecambe, say hello and get involved. Shout out to the people in St. Ives. Any particular reason? Family. I think they've got family there or something. Ah, okay. Big up St. Ives. Big <laughs> up St. Ives. I used to live just down the road from St. Ives, a lovely little village called Needingworth. Anyway, I digress. Actually, we'd normally start with sexy stuff. Um, Town of Sign 10. We know they're after more before the big kickoff. Um, there's a little update you put online yesterday about Bursant, Selena and Hayden Coulson. Do you want to just bring people up to speed who, who may, have, uh, may have missed that? Just uh, yeah, they're two they're two managers talking about mm-hmm. it. I think we're getting into Paul Warren, uh, Matt Crooks territory with Neil Warnock now. Um, he's being asked regularly about about Hayden Coulson and and, and what he's saying is that there's no way he's going to be allowed out um, on loan given Bar- Middlesbrough's um, Middlesbrough's short shortage of left backs at the moment, which I, I think is probably understandable. I don't think that changes both Middlesbrough's desire to move. Coulson out on loan and Ipswich's desire to bring him in um it might just um might just hit the timing a, a little bit it'd be interesting to see how long Ipswich are happy to hang around on this one um without going overboard about it um Matt Penny at left back is probably one of the the positions I'm less comfortable about um than others during during pre-season again not going too mad about that but um not maybe not one that stood out compared to some of the others. So they definitely, definitely need a new left back. It's just how long they're willing to, to hang around on, um, on Coulson there. Cause I know it's a loan deal. They still really want to do. They still got faith. They can do it. And uh, all accounts, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough are keen to do it as well. So it's just Mark, Mark Boller, their, their left back is, is out at the moment. They're bidding on others. Um, I'd expect that one to probably still happen. Just a question of timing. Okay, and Selena's got COVID, hasn't he? Yeah, he had COVID in he had COVID in June, um, yeah. and came back to came back to Dijon um, in July. So it's, it's been around around the club there. But the Dijon manager has just said there's some complications. Whether how much it didn't go bad about this in the story that we wrote <clears> due to the fact it's all come from France and kind of through Google Translate and stuff. But the, the translation points towards some complications with covid which in the is is around the heart area it says which obviously you don't take any you don't take any risks on um can't pretend to have huge knowledge of exactly the medical situation of of selena at the moment but that's just the explanation of why he's not involved for them at, at the moment and obviously it's something that ipswich would would um would be very interested in because he's still a, he's still a player He's still a player they want. Whether they get him or not remains to be seen. We've always thought it was ambitious. Um, it remains ambitious. There are still other teams interested. But from what I understand, it, it's very much seen as kind of the cherry on the cake signing rather than a, if we don't get him, we've left a hole in the squad kind of kind mm. of signing. The rest of the Ipswich's business will be done. And then if Bursant Salina can be added on top of that, he's a, he's a clear... Um, 
a clear upgrade, I would imagine, on anything that would be in this division potentially uh, on his day. So, yeah, that one's that one. I think that one's going to be in play until it's until it's not essentially. Mm. Uh, your gut feeling before the big kickoff, Hotchie? Are we are we going to see any new faces? Do you think this week before more um, can come? <clears throat> potentially. Um, Potentially, it's a, it's an interesting time because this this first week of August is has become a has become a, a bit of a time where maybe some free agents that have not signed on elsewhere perhaps get that little push to to maybe take something because uh, as as we know football contracts end at the end of June, um, but as part of those there's a requirement for a severance payment. Um, which essentially is paid as a like a thirteenth thirteenth month mm. um, of a contract in July. Um, so with Ipswich targeting players from from higher up the football pyramid, there's there's undoubtedly players potentially that are earning good salaries out there that have, have become free agents that they'd be looking at that were still being paid those salaries um, through July. Um, and this is not talking about anybody in particular whatsoever and, and, and not necessarily even about Ipswich because I think this this could be something that we see this week in general is, is some free agents that have been on the market all summer finally make moves that have been in the works for for some time um, just because of that financial situation because obviously if you sign in July on a potentially a lower contract you're, you you no longer get that that severance money. Um, that was that was there in July, so it just makes financial sense for people to do that. So not necessarily Ipswich, and certainly not talking about anyone in particular here, but but clubs up and down the Championship, League One. I think I think you could see some free agents um, make long-awaited moves uh, this week. Okay, so you're saying Didier Drogba is going to be starting up front on Saturday? Well, I'm not sure where his severance money is coming from, <laughs> um, but it's, it's again, it's another one until it until it doesn't happen. Exactly, it's, it's going to happen. It could happen, uh, Rossi. We sit here now at the end of at the end of preseason on the week that Town are going to start their League One campaign, their third <laughs> League One campaign. Um, how do you reflect on preseason? As as far as preseason goes, this has been a pretty good one, hasn't it? In terms of nature of the games and, and things to look out for. Yeah, they've had you know competitive games. I think even Dartford gave them a game a little bit. Um, I know that's very much the the first competitive minutes for every single player. Um, but no, they've been good, good watches, really. You know, Colchester was a thriller. Um, you know, as mentioned, Dartford was a nice away day, lovely set up there. Mm. Uh, I wasn't at Berry, but I'm, I'm sure that was just a nice day for the fans who are local to, to the area to watch that, see some of the bomb squad in action. Um, and then the Palace and Millwall games are just the, the homecoming in it for all the fans back in the stadium. And that was just great days. Um, I think the Palace one was more. I felt it was just more excitement for that one. And it also has nicer weather. The Millwall game, absolutely chucked the game down before the game. And um, I think a lot of people are just thinking, oh, God's sake, here we go. We're back again, getting rained on. But, um, you know, it's pre-season's all about just fitness and getting the team to gel a little bit. Um, but now, nah, it's now time for the real stuff. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Hutchie, um, Rossi there mentions the bomb squad. One member of that bomb squad who, who seems to be kind of working his way back around the fringes. Caden Jackson um, played again on Saturday. Is there, are you getting the sense that, that Caden might be coming back into the plans now or what, what's the state of play there? Not, it's not something that Paul Cook's going to want to talk about. So it's not something mm. we're going to hear from, uh, from the horse's mouth. I think there was a question to him at, at the weekend, potentially leading towards asking about that. And he, he shut it down very quickly. So it's not something we're going to hear about from, 
from Paul. Um, my gut feeling is is probably still no. I, I I don't see once you're kind of down to a seven man bench and Edmondson and Fraser are involved. I don't mm. see where he fits into an eighteen. If you if Norwood, Bond, Piggott, Fraser, Chaplin um, are available, then um, I can't. I can't see where I can't see where he fits into that. It's maybe it's you know Caden it, is a Caden's a, a good guy. Um, he's a mm. popular guy. It's maybe a maybe a tick in the box of kind of the showing the right attitude, but he wasn't necessarily in that bomb squad for attitude reasons. He was in there for footballing reasons. So um, I don't necessarily see how those footballing reasons are going to change for him. Um, yeah, especially with more players likely to arrive as well. Okay, we'll see. Um, in, in terms of your thoughts on pre-season, Hutchie, is there anything you'll particularly remember about this? I guess the, the main talking point really is the return of fans, isn't it? And the yeah. kind of extra atmosphere and intensity that seemed to bring to, to what would normally be fairly pedestrian games. Yeah, un- undoubtedly. it's. Um, I don't think the players have been able to help themselves, but but maybe play beyond what they would, would normally do in pre-season. Um, just because it's, it's just so nice to have some some fans back in the ground um it's having two sets of fans in fact in grounds which is which has been great for me just having away fans at, at both the away games and then the home games too so yeah it's um yeah it's been it's been a good pre-season with some really good games hmm. uh, and now the, the the real stuff begins Hutchie this Saturday Morecambe are the visitors the sun's going to shine because it always does on the first day of the season Portman Road's going to be looking Smarter than it has done in years. Do we know yet if the if the owners are going to be there? Is they going to are they going to? I think technically there's there's still you're still not allowed to come in, are you from America? I don't know. Yeah, um, I think the rules have changed a little bit on that, but from what I gather, it might not be it might not be happening for this first for this Too first. Too soon. Game. How many how many fans do you reckon are going to be there? Twenty thousand, you reckon? Possibly, yeah. Working towards that, I would say. I think I think anything more than that is a bit maybe a bit ambitious at this point, but I think somewhere between 17 and 20 would be my, yeah. would be my guess. And how excited are you for this? You're a veteran of, of football reporting. You've covered many teams over many seasons. Um, this, I get the feeling though, this particular kickoff with Ipswich Town, everything that's happened in the summer is going to be kind of unique in a way. It, 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 you've, you've used the term before rebirth of a club and, for me, that's what Saturday is going to be, isn't it? Mm. It's, every, I love the opening day of every season. It is brilliant, mm. but I, this is this is yeah. It's just so exciting. It's um, it's I'm genuinely really excited for it. Um, I'm going to make sure I don't go anywhere that means I'm going to get pinged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Between now and the weekend, um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. There's so many people out there that have been waiting so long, um, so long for this. Not just not not just from kind of going to the game sense, but just having this real feeling of optimism again. It's um, yeah, it's going to be really special. And your partner in crime, um, Stu, Stu Watson, will be back for that game. Just to reassure people, he's taken the Ledley King approach to preseason. This preseason, he's not going to bother with any of the training. He's just going to turn up on the day and do it. Um, Rossi, hmm. how excited are you about Saturday? Oh, I'm hoping it is going to be a sunny day. Um, it always is. It always is. But I don't know. The weather's been a bit. I know it's a, bit, a standard British thing to do is talk about the weather, but hopefully, I hope it's going to be a nice day. I'm, I'm with Hutchie. I think it'll probably be about 17, 18, maybe, you know, I think reaching maybe 20,000. I think it depends on people a few days before the game going, you know what, should we go to Porton Road? We've got nothing else to do. Because, you know, there'll be there'll be families who probably are still on their holidays somewhere or sis. 
Oh, sun, a bit of rain. Yeah, that's the weather forecast. What does it say? Rain, rain from two o'clock. Oh, dear. It won't, won't happen, I guarantee it. The sun, the sun always shines on the first day of the football season. Whatever that forecast says is wrong, it will be resplendent, sunny and hot on Saturday at Portman Road. You know what we and really I can't need? wait. Rainbow. Uh, rainbow. What? Yeah. It's a rainbow. That would be that would oh, top it yes. all off perfectly, wouldn't it? That's what we need. That would be perfect at the end of Portman Road, the rebirth of the club. That'd be a perfect that'd be a perfect metaphor. Um obviously money at the end of the rainbow, checkbook FC and all that sort of stuff. Um boys, it's been a I've stuck to KOA light. It's just over half an hour, which I think is a is a good time to to take our leave. I would love to be at the game on Saturday, but I'm going to be somewhere else, boys. Do you know where I'm going to be on Saturday? I'm going to be in Eddie Hearn's back garden. Barbecue, is it? Brentwood, mate. He's having a big big barbecue. Yeah, well, actually, you say that, but one of my my friends, Stewie Drake, is actually doing the barbecue in Eddie Hearn's back garden. So um, I'll be uh, probably availing myself of a large burger before I watch Fabio Wardley, Ipswich Town fan Fabio Wardley, former member of the academy, top mates with Macaulay Bond from his Chantry days, uh, he's defending his English title in Eddie Hearn's back garden. Um, co-main event live on zone this Saturday. Big fight. Huge day for Ipswich Town. Town beat Morecambe 17-0. Fabio knocks out Nick Webb in the first round. What a day that's going to be. Uh, and me and Rossi are going to go and see Fabio this lunchtime. So look out for stuff from that. We might as well chuck the video on the on the KOA channel, Rossi. There's, I think there's some yeah. Ipswich Town interest in Fabio. There's certainly some links there with him. Um, Hutchie, anything to mention before we take our leave and get on with things? I just what I'd, I'd quite like to go to a barbecue at Eddie Hearn's house. I reckon that I, there's going to yeah. be no no expense spared on that, is there? It's, um, I can imagine he has had some, probably not with a boxing show going on at the same time, but some epic, some epic barbecues in that in that back garden. I shall I shall report back. Stewie is uh, is not your average barbecue. I'd say he's uh, he's kind of a, a top level chef, so it's certainly not going to be a. A normal barbecue. The burgers are probably going to have gold gold leaf on them, which is you're you're not... definitely working. You're working as a journalist, right? You're not like a oh, barbecue I... kind of waiter or something <laughs> with your mate. Yeah. So, uh, you... that's that's the only way I've got in, mate. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm serving food to the proper journalists in in the front row. No, I am definitely working. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I do wish I could be at Portman Road at the same time, but I think timings are going to be uh, out on that. I've got to get to Brentwood nice and early for the, the ferry in. Um, for, to, for the yeah. barbecue. <laughs> That's right. <what Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't miss that burger. Um, Rossi, anything to mention before we uh, take our leave? Yeah, um, I just want to say happy birthday to my mum. Oh, it's her birthday today. Oh, so I'm sure I'd listen to son. this, but just happy birthday to mum Liz. So there we go. Happy uh, birthday, <laughs> mummy halls. <laughs> Well, a uh, last name's Day because um, my parents are divorced. So move on. Okay. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, uh, happy birthday, Liz Day! Tremendous. Ha- hope you have a great day, Liz. We. Uh, hey. um, so, in terms of the rest of the week, uh, guys, obviously this is the busiest week pretty much for us of the year. Um, we've got a, a kickoff supplement coming out uh, on Friday in the Star and Angling, sixteen pages. That's going to be tremendous. Interviews in there with Mark Ashton and and Lee Evans. Um, We've clearly got the big season preview podcast, hoping to record that on Wednesday. So it should be out there Wednesday night for you to consume. There'll be a fan social, some sort of season preview, I assume as well, Rossi. They will be. Uh, Also, the League One Lowdown, Rossi's passion project, speaking to fans, podcasters, journalists, covering every League One club. That's out there for you to enjoy. Uh, A team-by-team preview. Do go and get involved in that. That's tremendous stuff. Um, And remember to follow us across all social medias, Kings of Anglia on Twitter, YouTube, 
just cracked 2k so keep subscribing there facebook and instagram leave us a five-star review on itunes because it helps us with visibility in the charts and also obviously support our sponsor manscape.com use the code koa at manscape.com for 20 percent off and free delivery that's the code koa manscape.com for 20 percent off and free delivery boys there's so much to be excited about this week we better get on with it hope everyone has a great start to the week look out for the season preview and we'll talk to you again then to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.